Fallout, a news podcast for geeks by geeks, where our hosts talk news headlines, comics, tech, and have in-depth discussions on all things geek. Keep calm and venture into the wasteland. Well, hello, fellow podcast listener, and welcome back to Geek Fallout Reloaded. The year is 2023, and uh, and we're still podcasting. Uh, my name is Chris Lockhart. I'm your host this evening, and I'm joined by two of my co-hosts in crime. First up, we have Lillian Knelson. How's it going, Lillian? We are doing well. We got a Christmas cold, and thankfully it is done. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. Yeah, I I don't have a cold per se, but man, my nose was like running like 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 bad like two weeks ago, and I'm still kind of stuffed up a little bit. But I did, you know, it really wasn't that bad. I, I, I don't know. Lots of lots of little bugs floating around, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, and last but not least, we have Kevin Decent on the line. How's it going, Kev? <clears throat> it's going all right, Chris. Um, you know, we we were lucky enough. Um, Lillian shared a, a picture of herself for her setup, her podcasting setup for tonight, and I think we're wearing similar eyeglasses. <laughs> no way. Cool. Yeah, Excellent. you you, you, didn't, you didn't see my post of mine broke. <gasps> yeah, I did, of course I commented it on Twitter. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, so they yeah they they gave me what they could find mm-hmm. to fit the old lenses. I have an appointment tomorrow as we record tomorrow to get my eyes checked out, which I haven't had an appointment in at least ten years, oh, maybe wow. longer. So yeah, well, I mean, before my kid was born, <clears throat> I'm, I'm positive it was at least that long. So yeah, prescriptions probably changed a little bit. I had to guess. Yeah. Yeah, no, well, it, it, that's a normal thing for prescriptions to change, but yeah, as you get older too, right? It, you know, eyes get uh, get a little worse for wear, unfortunately. Well, so, someone threw out the word bifocals. I, I didn't appreciate <clears throat> that. Well, uh, I think my mom has those, but yeah, I think she was like in her early 50s when she had to get those. But, yeah. We're we're getting older, you know. It's 2023. You know, like oh. I, I like I remember when I got when I bought my first car, and I you know like I I was doing the monthly payments and all that, and I remember because you know it listed you know um, you know every month you pay this amount or every two weeks or whatever, and it was like May. 2004 when my car was going to be paid off and i remember thinking back then that's so far away <laughs> and now it's almost 20 years ago <clears throat> like it's it's nuts it's crazy oh if, if you want to hear an awful one this was on the radio uh yesterday um people who were not born yet when 9-11 happened can now legally drink crazy yeah well well legally drink in the states oh well yeah i guess legally well depend like canada is a little different every province like my province is 18 i think in bc it's 19 um it's a saskatchewan i want to say it's 19 but i'm not sure but uh anyway 
um, I want to ask you guys, you know, this is our first episode in the new year. Um, well, first of all, I just want to issue a statement that um, we did not record Trek 1701 at the end of December like I had planned, and I take complete responsibility for it. I should know better than to plan podcasts during the Christmas break um, <laughs> because, you know, it's always crazy. I had to work Christmas this year, and, you know, so I was doing a lot of catch-up after you know on my days off between christmas and new years and um so i had to postpone it but the unfortunate thing is again like i had mentioned before that to record truck 1701 we had to get like all the stars in alignment and stuff uh the earliest that we can record with with the four of us like the truck 1701 crew the earliest we can record is like the end of february um, oh wow just because, you know, of our work schedules and vacate, you know, some people are going on vacations, um, assuming they're not canceled because, you know, hopefully the airline things are all worked out by them. But, um, yeah, it's it's crazy. So I take full responsibility. Truck 1701 is still a podcast, but uh, we're just really busy. Everyone's super busy and. And yeah, busy, busy happens. I think it's the hard part about when you're doing any kind of anything. It has to fit where life is. Well, and I mean, we started during the pandemic, like on Trek, like the, the current iteration of Trek 1701 uh, with Ragnar, uh, Richard and Curtis and myself um, during the pandemic. And, you know, some of the guys, you know, were working from home or, um, you know, or whatever. So, you know, like it just worked out. It was like perfect. Like we kind of, you know, every two weeks we would record an episode and it just rolled. But now that everything's getting back to normal, you know, um, you know, Curtis started a new job and, and, you know, Ragnar's busy, you know, he's back on the road, you know, selling, um, his stuff, you know, it, it's just, it's, it's been crazy. And we don't like to record, like, we've done a few episodes where there's just three of us, and, and we don't really like doing that. We like to have the full crew. It um, is, and it's funny, because when you speak of Ragnar, and I'm, like, looking ahead to the convention schedule going, good grief, it feels like we, j we just got a little bit of a break. And now yeah. life is, like, time <clears throat> to ramp up again. Yep. Yep. Unacceptable. Yeah. Um... So anyway, uh, like I said, this is the first episode of the new year. So I wanted to ask you guys, uh, how were your holidays? Lillian, how, how was your uh, holiday season? Well, aside from the fact that I was sick, mm. um, yeah. it was it was fantastic. My little brother came out from Calgary, and it was the first time we had had Christmas together mm -hmm. in forever. It had been almost awesome. probably eight or nine years, and it was wonderful. Just, the, just being able to be nerds and laugh and have just fun um there was because i was sick there was copious amounts of downtime because i got an extra week off of work mm, yeah so we binged the hunger game series and then my son and i dissected it and what was better about the books and even he grabbed the books a couple times it was like see look this this isn't right yeah <laughs> we quoted them um you know uh Watched a couple new series on Netflix, you know, just, just got to relax. It was lovely. Um, it was just a really nice, mellow Christmas. Well, that's good. Too much snow. Yeah, you guys really got hit 
uh, pretty hard. Like, we got some snow, but it was mostly during the Christmas season, the cold. Like, we were down Well, the plus to... is that for the days I was sick, a couple of those days ended up being snow days anyway. <laughs> oh, perfect. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, for, for myself, I like I said, I had to work. Um, but I did, like, I was working nights, so I did drive home during the day so I could spend Christmas with my family. Uh, and it was all, it was good. It's just, man, I was tired. Oof. And then, like, Can I, I tr- just say, I'm loving all of your granddad and grandma photos. Like, you have the cutest grandbaby. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's awesome, man. I'm, like, you know, I try and describe it. Like, I mean, I love, I love being a father. And, and, and I loved my kids when they were babies. But th- it's different now. You know, it's like, it, and, and I've heard people say that when, you know, when you become a grandparent, it's different. It, it really is. Um, maybe because I don't have to be the bad guy. I can just be fun grandpa. And, you know, and if the, you know, if there's a, an explosion in the diaper, I can just pass her to my daughter and say, there you go. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. It's just, it, you know, and she's such, such a, you know, bubbly, uh, happy baby when she's with me. Um, and, and and I have this way of of uh, calming her down, like when she's ha- when she's having a, a rough time. Like I just pick her up and I walk with her, and and yeah, she just calms right down. So yeah, no, it. I love being a grandpa. Like uh, Paisley, it, my granddaughter. Yeah, just you know the best thing of twenty best thing to come out of twenty twenty two, is uh, becoming a grandpa for sure. Um, and yeah, I try every time I, I'm with her to 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 get as many pictures as I can because, uh, yeah, she's just adorable. Not to brag, but, you know, I, but I am. Uh, Kevin, uh, how was your Christmas uh, holiday season? Um, not as not as good. Uh, a memorable one because my area of New York got hit with part of that blizzard. Not mm. as bad as Buffalo, of course. Yeah. But um, I traveled north to my mom's. Uh, I timed it just right heading up there. Uh, the storm hadn't quite hit, but the wind had. So there were times I had to stop just to let the wind blow the snow across until I could see it again. Yeah. Um, but I, I timed it all right. Then all the snow hit. Um, her, The snow hit in a way that the drifts and everything um, caused her heat to turn off because it drifted to block the exhaust outside the house. Oh, yeah. Yikes. So, and we didn't know it. Yeah. Um, it's a it's a newer system, so it's just never happened before for her. Mm. Um, so the drifts uh, clogged it up, which causes it to shut off as a safety feature, so it did yep. what it's supposed to do. Which is good. We didn't realize. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, but didn't realize it and uh, woke up in the morning wondering why the house is freezing. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. Yeah, so that that took some figuring out and then shoveling everything out. And uh, I was able, um, there's breaks in the storm. It wasn't constant. Like, Buffalo was horrible, but mm-hmm. uh, where she is, it wasn't constant. So there was breaks in the storm that I was able to head back to where I live, pick up my kid, and bring him back up there, too, um, for second Christmas. Yeah, so he mm-hmm. got to spend it with with me and my mom and you know family members up there awesome um 
so yeah, we we figured out the heat, dodged the snow. Um, my mom, it, it went. It, it was like a twenty thirty degree temperature drop, like four days later. So that pretty much melted a lot of stuff that had buried the cars and everything too. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I did a New Year's party and uh, forgot that there are certain things I can't eat until I woke up in the morning. And oh dear Lord, up. no! Yeah. Yeah, and it, I felt so bad. It was my friend's wife, and she she knows I have certain things I can't have, so she made a t- like extra stuff for me that you know I could have and still enjoy myself. But then she made this amazing dessert, this like trifle dessert thing, mm-hmm. and it looks. I love so how pretty. you say it as if it's an obscure, not absolutely normal holiday delicious thing. <laughs> Well, no, it's more saying it for myself because for days I kept forgetting what it was called and I was describing it to people. I'm just going to, okay, for the next like week, I'm just going to send you photos of Trifle on Twitter. Okay. Yeah, trifle is I've, I've been, excellent. I mean, I've, I've, been, I've been called Trifle <clears throat> before. Um, but uh, I, it looks so good and I had to have it and it wrecked my stomach. So I woke oh. up at, I stayed the night. What are you allergic to? I woke up throwing up. It was the, it's my gluten sensitivity mm. and um oh. the bottom the bottom base was brownie yeah okay so like normally a proper trifle is made with like a sponge cake or um a swiss roll on the bottom so to make it you friendly it needs to be gluten-free eh yeah yeah but it, she had the brownie and the pudding and you know whipped cream oh, or, God, no. or whatever the heck it was like i i don't know what it, it, it looks so pretty and i'm like oh well I can have some, and then it tasted so good I had more than I should have. Yeah. <laughs> and then yep. I woke up so sick. I'm like, it's my own damn fault. Um, and we all made the jokes. Uh, she pulled it out, and we were all, all making friends jokes. We're like, you mm. you remember to put the meat layer in here, right? Yeah. And you could tell immediately who had seen that episode and who had it, because people were like, there's meat in here? That's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear God. <laughs> So, so we, we had to explain the reference to yeah. some of the youngins. <laughs> I so, wasn't supposed to put meat in the trifle. So so this was New Year's Eve? And you were sick New Year's Day? Yeah. And then I was sick New Year's and, and I was two hours away from home. <clears throat> so New oh. Year's Day, I wake up, I'm like, I'm so sick, and I'm picking up my kid. Oh, that's... And nice. I have to make a stop at my mom's, too. Yeah. I was like, what am I going to do? So I, I, I left re- very early. I gave myself, like three hours to make a two-hour drive yeah but i got to my mom's and i was like i really don't feel good at all so i just kind of stayed there i'm like okay i think i'm better i wasn't but i thought <laughs> it was good enough um drove got back here picked up my kid brought him back to the house and i was like give me five minutes and it was kind of like my body finally relaxed because yeah. i was back home and not driving i got so sick but then it was done I thought, okay, I think my adrenaline pushed me to get home and get my kid and all now that we're here and I got him and we're all set. Now I can get sick and it's over. Let's continue with the day. So not to get too so, too personal, but like when you say get sick, like you mean like throwing up or like diarrhea? Both when oh, this hits me. Oh man, that sucks. Like when and and, and I I've been good overall, yep. but I can't resist certain temptations, and this, that trifle oh. looks so good. I, I can't blame um, you, man. But, like, it, it, yeah, trifle's awesome. It, 
Yeah, it's it's like my body just says, we're getting every bit of gluten out of you as fast as we can, any way we can. Yeah. Hang on. Um, that's awful. But I, that, that's a New Year's resolution. I'm not going to succumb to the temptation again. Because <laughs> it's not worth getting sick. <laughs> well, the irony is, like, a lot of people are sick New Year's Day, usually because of alcohol. But you got, you were sick because of dessert. I, yeah, I, I didn't even have a drop of, I mean, yeah. I barely drink anyways. Yeah. But I didn't have anything for New Year's. Yeah. I, I, I'm willing to bet New Year's Day is probably the biggest day for hangovers in the whole year. Guaranteed. But, uh, Well, I don't know, I, I don't know if Canada is different than the States, um, but if you work a job where you get a holiday pay, mm-hmm. And you call off before or after the holiday. A lot of jobs won't pay you for the holiday if you call off, you know, the day yeah. before, the day after it as well. Yeah. I, I wonder how many people are going into work on the first completely hungover, but they want to make sure they get that holiday pay from the day before. Oh, guaranteed. Yeah. Yeah. I think I like in, in Alberta, I think, I think it depends on the province, but I think Alberta, it, it is like that too, depending on the company. Um, cause yeah, I know like there was this thing too, like if you call in sick the day before a holiday, you don't get the holiday pay, which, you know, you can't help if you're sick, you know, like, I don't know, but anyway, um, yeah, no. So aside from, you know, sickness and snow and sounds like, uh, the Christmas was okay for everybody. So that's good. And new year's, um, all right. Well, at the time, well, I guess uh, uh, we'll get to the in memoriam segment. That's how I like to open these episodes because, you know, I just want to get all the bad stuff out of the way first. Uh, so first up, I got Barbara Walters. She passed away December 30th at the age of 93. And um, I just can't believe she was that old, like, you know, like, I know she retired from The View. Like, I guess it's a few years now. Like, I think 2013 or 2014 she retired. Um, but she's just been such a presence in my life. I never, I, I don't know. I never realized she I was... think she's one of those kinds of people that you, even if you don't watch her, like, if you never watched Barbara Walters, that you've seen movie references to her, you've mm-hmm. seen clips, like, it's iconic. Like, this is Barbara Walters, right? Yeah. And, and, you know, she was a trailblazer and, and, uh, you know, really paved a way for a lot of, you know, women in the, you know, news field. Um, you know, I think she was the first woman to co-anchor an evening news, like a national evening news in the United States. Um, and that's just something we take for granted now, but, uh, she was one of the first. Um, you know, to break into, you know, the boys club and, and, uh, really become, uh, you know, a staple. Uh, Kev, what are your thoughts on, on Barbara Walters? Um, one did not realize how old she was at all. Like that really surprised me, but I also yeah. never thought of it either. Yeah, me too. Um, yeah. But then I, I realized if I thought, oh my gosh, she has just like always been around mm-hmm. too because you know, uh how 
like how famous are you when you have multiple generations of impressions on Saturday Night Live? Yeah. You know, you go back to original season in Gilda Radner. Yeah. But then you see, like, every year someone has an impression of her, and it's a valid thing to have. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like they're pulling out some dated reference or anything. She still mattered. Um, you mentioned, you know, first woman to co-anchor news there and all. I hadn't seen it before, but when her last day on The View, uh, they said, oh, all these people want to say thank you. Yeah. And it was every woman reporter from the major networks yep. came out to all show up. And she didn't have a clue. I don't know how they got all of them and scheduled it. But every one of them's like, uh, no, it's her. I'm yeah. going to be there for her. And I've never seen it before, but it was incredible seeing all that talent and history all together. And every one of them's like, I'm only here because of her. Yeah. Um, the, and I'd forgotten it because, uh, the night, no, it couldn't have been night, a day or two after she had died, um, ABC, which was her main station in mm-hmm. the States, uh, did a two hour, like, life history tribute for her. Yeah. And, uh, I was, I didn't catch the whole thing, but I caught a lot of it. I forgot a couple years ago, as everyone's getting ready for New Year's, someone said, in 2019, someone said, you really got to get Barbara Walters instead of a ball drop to say this is 2020. Yeah. And they they scrambled and were like, yeah, how come we didn't think of that? Yeah. So they, they put together a collection of her saying it over however long that show had been on at the time, 20 years, 25 years, you know, yep. maybe longer. Yeah. And then, and then she said it, you know, one last time to introduce the year. I'm like, how iconic do you have to be to introduce a year? That's mm-hmm. incredible. Yeah. And, uh, oh, I, I just, when I was... see that, just that sentence right there. And I'm like, now my eyes just decided to leak a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, um, you know, we were talking about uh, Golden Globes beforehand, the Oscars. There's always her. There was always her interviews before the Oscars, and that's how you mm-hmm. knew you were famous. You weren't just famous, you know. Um, oh, you did one good movie, and we'll probably never hear or see from you again. Like, no, you are worthy of being interviewed before the Oscar. Like, this is a big time. This is probably the biggest movie-related interview of the year yep. if you're on yep. this show. You know, um, and they, they're showing her with every world leader and then just, you know, here she is with people that control the world and then people that just like have a fun song and, and all points in between. Mm-hmm. And it was just fascinating to see. And yeah, one, you know, now that she's gone, I'm like, man, that was someone that was around my entire life. Yep. Famous in, in the spotlight, known my entire life. That's crazy. And that anyone our generation knows exactly who it is. Even if you didn't watch 2020 or The View or ABC News or whatever, you still knew who she was. Yep. Well, yeah, she she's like up there with, uh, in my mind, you know, she's up there with like Stanley, Betty White, um, Dick Clark, um, you know, just those those people that have always been there and ingrained in in our lives you know and uh yeah sadly sadly she's no longer with us but uh we we will miss her um 
And then uh, next on In Memoriam, um, Pope Benedict XVI passed away December 31st Mm -hmm. at the age of 95. Um, So this was pretty significant in the fact that um, he was a Pope, am I saying this correct, Pope Emeritus, I think? Pope Emeritus, yep. Yeah, so... Typically, what happens is when a pope dies, then they elect a new pope. But he actually stepped down. That was like the first time in like 600 years a pope had stepped down. Um, so now, you know, Pope Francis is, it was his successor. But now they're, now they're thinking that that might be how it, how it is going to be going forward, that Pope Francis might step down eventually and become Pope Emeritus, and then there will be... A, a new pope elected before he passes away. So, but anyway, um, yeah, uh, Pope Benedict uh, again. You know, ninety five. That's uh, that was a pretty good run. Um, <laughs> but anywho, um, so let's move on to some pop culture news. And at the time of this recording, the Golden Globes is happening as we speak. Um, and I, I, I admit I have been partially on Twitter while we've been talking. And okay. I already I just shared a video on my Facebook um, because and I am going to butcher his name and I am so sorry. But um, Kwan, who was the little boy in Indiana Jones and in yep. the Goonies. Yep. Just one for best supporting actor for everything all at once. That movie, everything everywhere all at once, or you know what I mean. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And his speech is beautiful. I just because see... this movie is thirty years after he had made like the movies that he thought would be the end of it all. Like, yeah. wondering is that all? His speech made me cry. <laughs> I'll have to check it. I've seen a picture of him. And the actor who played Chunk in Goonies, and apparently, yep. like now, uh, the, you know, I, my, I don't know the actor's name, but uh, Chunk is a lawyer, and apparently, he is, and he's, he's his lawyer. Yeah, he's a really good, he's a really funny guy as well. Um, he's so down to earth, so wonderful. Um, I love watching videos with him. He's such a lovely bean. And yep. Michelle Yeoh also won for um, the movie as well. And you know in the Golden Globes when they try and play music to get you off the stage, she told the orchestra to shut up and that she could hurt them. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I have I, I have a few here. Like Jennifer Coolidge apparently won for The White Lotus for Best Supporting Actress in a Limited Series, Anthology Series or TV Movie. Uh, Paul Walter Hauser won for Blackbird for Best Supporting Actor, Limited Series Anthology and all that. Steven Spielberg apparently won for Best Director for The Fablesman. Fable, Fablemans. As if he needs more of these things. Um, I swear, he's got to use them like doorstops. So, uh, the uh, for Best Motion Picture screenplay, screenplay, The Banshees of Inishirin. Hopefully I didn't butcher that. Um, winner for Best Non-English Language Motion Picture, and that's Argentina, 1985. Uh, winner for Best Actress in a Motion Picture Drama is Kate Blanchett for, is it Tar? T-T-R? Tar. Oh, I haven't watched any of these. <clears throat> yeah, me either. Um, Are we not cultured guys? I don't know. 
maybe not. <laughs> um, Julie Garner uh, is the winner for, uh, and that's for Ozark, uh, Best Actress in a Supporting Role in a Musical Comedy or Drama Series. She's a good actress. I really like her. Uh, I haven't seen Ozark, <laughs> but um, she was in uh, The Americans, and I thought she was fantastic in that show. Uh, Zendaya uh, won for Euphoria for Best Actress in a TV Series Drama. And I don't even think she's at the Golden Globes right now. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and, yeah, that's basically all I got for now. Oh, Michelle Yeoh, everyone, um, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, Best Actress. Yeah. And Austin Butler just won for his Elvis movie. And everyone on the internet is tripping over his voice because he still sounds like Elvis after all the voice training. Yeah, he was pretty good. He he was good in that movie. Um, especially when he played the older Elvis um, towards the end of the movie. And then, um, then they transitioned because what was he um, singing? Was it always, you're always on my mind? No. It's suspicious minds. Suspicious minds, yeah. I thought it was, yeah. And they he even tra- said during his speech, the least you could do is play suspicious minds. Yeah, and because they had him in, in the old makeup and older makeup of Elvis when he was older, out of shape, all that kind of stuff. And then they transitioned to the real footage of him singing it. And I, at first, I didn't even realize they had switched it until yeah. I was like, wait a second, that's not the that's really Elvis now. Like they, like he, he yeah, he was so good. Uh, Colin Farrell uh, won for the uh, Best Actor in a Motion Picture Musical or Comedy for The Banshees of Inishurin. Hopefully I'm not uh, screwing that it up. It feels and, as if we all need to catch up. And Quinta Brunson won uh, for Best Actress in a TV Series Musical or Comedy for Abbott Elementary. Another show I've never watched. Uh, oh, Angela Bassett won for uh, Black Panther. Yes, yep. Uh, Jeremy Allen White won Best Actor in a TV Series Musical or Comedy for The Bear. I've never, I have never seen that. Never heard of it either, yeah. and I'm a musical nerd. Yeah, so those are just a few of the, the winners this year from the Golden Globes. And that is literally happening as, as we are recording. I, you know, like when I was younger, I would try to watch, you know, all these deep movies that are up for awards and oh, I need to be cultured and I, mm-hmm. I, I need to have thought provoking things. And we all need to see it as a group and then go out for coffee at some late night diner and discuss what we've seen. Yep. And now I'm like, I have to go to work. Yeah. I have bills. I have a kid. If I'm going to sit down to watch something, it's to entertain me, not to make my head all screwed up for the next day. Yeah. Well, and honestly, a lot of these, a lot of the popular movies, I genuinely, I, I'm not always a fan. So, yeah. I think well, it's I a hard thing. I don't know if it got carried in Canada and anything, but we had a channel called Spike for a little while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course we have Spike. Okay. And Spike for a few years, maybe five had the Spike TV awards. Mm-hmm. And yep. it was just like best horror movie, best superhero, best sci-fi. It was all geek stuff. And I'm like, this is my award show. See, I, and think- I remember watching those. And those yep. I could relate to. 
yeah, I'm like, I've seen everything on here. I know every person, every actor, every actress, every band, every everything on here. I'm like, I'd rather watch three hours of this than the Oscars. Yeah, me too. Yeah, that's like the MTV Movie Awards. I used to, I used oh, to love watching those. Oh, those were so good. Oh, yeah. God, yes. Uh, and which, was it Spike where they gave out surfboards instead of trophies? No, or, that was the People's Choice Awards. Was that People's Choice? Okay. What, yep. I thought it, I thought it was one of the Nickelodeon ones. Oh no, it oh, might maybe. have been Nickelodeon. Was it? Yeah, maybe. One second. Okay, I'm googling. One second. Uh... But um, yeah, and and the problem nowadays too, Kev, is there's so much entertainment out the there. The Teen Choice Awards. Yes. Teen Choice Awards. Okay. Teen Choice. There's so much entertainment out there that it. You, a person doesn't have time to consume everything. You know, like there's shows no. that, that people are telling me, Oh, you gotta watch, you know, it's so good. And I'm like, no, I got like 10 other shows that I want to watch, but I haven't got a chance to watch them yet. You know, and not to mention movies like black Adam is on streaming and I still haven't seen that. And it's a comic book movie and it, and it's, it's fun. And, 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 and you know, I'm not the biggest DC fan, but I mean, I love the rock and, and, you know, from, yeah, like from what I've heard, it's, it's really good. Um, I just haven't had time to like sit down and watch it. Cause I, I it's one of those, I want to actually sit and not be, you know, called away or whatever while I'm watching it. I just want to focus on it. Yeah. But, oh, apparently side squirrel, the bear is on Disney plus. Um, hmm. and the synopsis says a young chef from the fine dining world comes home to Chicago to run his family sandwich shop after a heartbreaking death in this family. Hmm. It okay. came out in June, 2022, and I have heard absolutely nothing about it. Yeah. Well, um, segue here, as long as we're mm -hmm. doing our awards rant. Yep. Um, Grammy Awards nominations came out uh, a few months ago now at this point, I, yeah. I think. And like an old, I go, I don't know any one of these people for best album. I've heard of some of them. Like, I'm aware that they exist, but I don't think I've heard a single song. To one of my friends that he's a little younger than me and he still stays aware of popular music, he said, okay, between TikTok and social medias and stuff, you've actually heard some of these songs. You might not know it, and you definitely haven't heard the whole album. So uh, we were driving around, and he was playing some of the stuff. And some of it, I'm like, oh, my God, this is actually really good. I'm just old, and my kid's not, it, you know, doesn't have his music yet, quote, yeah. unquote. But I'm not aware of this stuff. But I'm like, okay, some of it's actually good. The, the Lizzo album that's up is actually really, really good. I, I, and then I thought, uh, yeah, well, I was thinking, like, that's not really my wheelhouse, though. Yeah. Maybe that's why I'm unfamiliar. Let me look at the nominees for Best Rock Album. I knew none of them. And I was like, that's what I listen to all the time, and I still know nothing. <laughs> well, it's funny, because you, you mentioned Lizzo she, um, and TikTok. I've seen a TikTok where um, it was, I want to say it was like an English volleyball player or whatever she looks like elizabeth olsen that's what caught my attention and she's like singing like that lizzo song um oh i can't even remember what's called 
but I, I I seen it so much I actually uh, list, actually uh, downloaded the song from Amazon Music because I I actually kind of like it. Um, and yeah, and then I seen her on Good Morning. I seen well, I didn't see her on Good Morning America, but uh, I seen a video of her on Good Morning America doing like you know doing that you know outdoor uh, concert or whatever. Um, mm. Yeah, I think she's fun. Like, I don't, I don't know. What, but you know, again, I'm I'm out I'm out of touch. You know, but you know, there there still is good good music. You know, even though I'm more of a classic rock listener, which is crazy because now like Nirvana's like on the classic rock station. So I'm like, what? Oh my is, god, is yeah. happening? But anyway, anywho, um, so yeah. In in news, in other news, uh, this was a big thing. Jeremy Renner was in the ICU following a snowplow incident. Uh, yes. I, was that New Year's Day when that happened? It was around New yes. Year's. It was around there. Yeah, he got run over by a snowplow. A giant one, too. A giant one. It was well, not a small one. So I, I've been hearing mixed reports. It was his snowplow, right? Yes. Re- so he was helping a lady, and then he must have like, it must, he must have left it's, it a neutral or something. Things, and... It's supposed to have a safety. It's supposed to have a safety to stop you from getting run over. Oh, okay. Well, I was just figuring he must he might have left it, it a neutral. It rolled backwards on him. Oh, okay. So yeah. yeah, no, the actor used the snowplow to remove his car, and then exited <clears> to speak <throat> with a family member, and the plow rolled over him. Holy crap. Yeah, and I, I I seen it. It's one of those ones that have the tracks and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I don't, I don't know if it was the same neighbor that he was trying to dig out or a different neighbor, but either way, a neighbor is a doctor and immediately came over and probably saved his life, if not saved his leg. Yeah, it's, and it's not a small thing. Like that snowcat that he had is not like those tracks are huge. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, he's he's very lucky. So yeah, he's uh, I he, I think he's out of the ICU, uh, but he's still in hospital. And... He's gonna be there for a little bit because they got him like some of those owies are gonna take a bit to heal. Oh yeah, like like yeah. His, his head got smashed really bad, and um, his leg. Yeah, so you know, but but I, I'm glad he's still alive. Could you? I would not have wanted to start 2023 with no. Jeremy Renner gets run over by a snowplow and dies. Yeah. And I mean, he he seems like such a nice guy. Like, I've never met him, but from everything I've seen, you know, you know, interviews and everything, he seems like a genuinely nice dude. And uh, he's in a show, Mayor of Something, and the the new season's just coming out, like maybe this weekend or next week. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a show that I'm actually I'm is actually on my list to watch because I think um, uh, the guy who created Yellowstone. I think he's one of the producers of that show. Um, Taylor Sheridan. Um, so yeah, but, uh, you know, I'm just, I'm just, yeah, like so thankful that, um, you know, it wasn't a, a tragedy and that, uh, he is in good spirits. Like he's, you know, tweeting and, and, uh, there was a video like where his mom and his sister were visiting him and they're like giving him a head massage and, you know, you well, it's not a massage. That's shampoo. So, oh, is that what they're doing? When you're in the ICU, you can't have a shower. 
Oh, okay. so that's a mix of dry shampoo and water in a shower cap that drains. Oh, um, okay. It, it pulled me back to memories of having to do that to people when I worked in the hospital. Oh, okay. No, that's that... how you get your hair cleaned when you can't go in a shower. Okay, I, oh, did, I did not know that. But the more uh, you know. Yeah, but uh, no, I just thought it was. I uh, thought that was such a nice little video, you know. And uh, it, it's awesome that he's got such a close knit family, and and uh, yeah, I'm just you know thankful that he's he's gonna, you know, be okay. Um, all right. So, Kevin, I, I want. I'm yeah. interested to hear your thoughts on this. Oh boy, I haven't seen it, but I, I've seen videos about this, but I haven't I haven't picked up the issue. But apparently, the Joker is pregnant. In, in, in one of the newest DC Batman comics. I'm assuming this must be Black Label. It can't be regular continuity here. Um, okay. But go ahead, Kev. Tell us about this. Well, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, no. no. You, know, you know more about this than I do. Yeah. All right. So funny thing is, uh, last week when I went to the comic shop, mm-hmm. uh, the owner said are you picking up Joker? And I said, you know, I'm not. Mm-hmm. And he said, come over here, read this. I want your opinion. I go, okay. And I knew nothing. Yeah. But apparently internet was already going nuts about it. Yeah. Um, and I, shoot, I, I'm not gonna be able to go tomorrow. I got to get my, I'm getting my vision test done tomorrow. And mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know if I'll be safe to drive a half hour to the store. So I'm just not going tomorrow. <laughs> Until my eyes aren't dilated and all that fun stuff. Yeah. But, uh, so he tosses it over to me and I'm reading through it and I'm thinking, where does this fit? Does it fit? Is it supposed to? You know, I I need to know more outside of this short story, which is like eight pages, 10 pages, whatever. Yeah. Um, in this Joker series, every issue has had a backup that is not a continuity story. It's just a goof. It's almost silver age in a way. Oh, okay. Um, of Joker flirting with different super women. And it's supposed to be sort of a Joker take on those, you know, silver age covers of like Superman taking, you know, uh, cookies out of the oven that Lois made. And they're so hard. And she did it terrible job that it even breaks Superman's teeth. You know, like mm-hmm. stupid shit that they did then. It's a takeoff on that. Now, that being explained to me, I'm like, okay, this is just a silly, stupid story. That's fine. Reading a incontinuity Joker story and then reading this completely screws me up. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what's... I'm thinking people are having issues. What is this supposed to be? Yeah. Does, because if this is what our Joker, you know, that exists in 2022, 2023 in DC is, then it makes no sense. And it's ridiculous and it's odd and strange. And I don't think I like it as a goof backup story. That means nothing. It's totally fine, but there needed to be something to explain that. I feel And maybe maybe if I'd been reading the series all along and I knew any of these short stories at the end are stupid things, but to pick up this random issue and read it, I was very confused. Yeah. And I felt better knowing 
It's a, it's literally a joke. Yeah. It's nothing. But yes, in the story, Joker starts flirting with Zatanna, saying, I had a dream that we were married and we had a beautiful baby. And Zatanna says something pretty much like, if you were the last person on Earth, I still want to have a baby with you. Mm-hmm. And Joker's insulted by it. And he says something to Zatanna, and she pushes him down into the mud. The mud gets into Joker's system, and it expands his belly, looking like he's pregnant. So it's um, Dr. Phosphorus, I think, like green flaming skull character that's filling in as the OBGYN. Hmm. And Joker keeps calling him the wrong name. And he's said, uh, considering where this baby's kind of come out from, you should give me more respect, something along those lines. Yeah. Instead, Joker throws up and it's the mud baby that comes out, which then rearranges and shapes itself to look like a little child version of Joker. And he's like, oh, it's our baby, Zatanna. Hmm. And it's so weird. If they, if there was one more page to say that explained it was a joke, it'd be better. If there's one more page to say this is Clayface, it's not mud, it's Clayface, that would make much more sense, too. But on its own, I just felt like something was missing to just to let me know what place it's supposed to be. What box am I putting this story in? Yeah. And it took outside of the story to explain where to put it in. And I mean, that's an issue that, you know, um, we've discussed here with movies, with shows, you know, the rest of the world's discussed. Mm hmm. If I need something outside of the media I'm enjoying to tell me how I'm supposed to be enjoying that media, then that media failed. Yep. I should be able to just consume this comic story, this movie, this TV show, this whatever, and understand what's going on and not have to read separate articles or separate pieces online to understand it. Yep. So I, I feel like there was, yep, I feel like an extra page in the story would have gone a long way to just one more page of dialogue of text of a joke of whatever to let me know where it is. And, and once it was explained to me, story's fine as a joke. The story is fine. Taken the way I was reading it. I totally understand everyone on the internet going, what the hell is this? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I was, uh, extremely confused. Um, but I figured I, you know, I'd bring it up so I could, because uh, I figured you'd know, Kev, what, what what's yeah, going on. No, it, it, if you read it, knowing it's pretty much like a modern take on a, on a silly Silver Age story, it's a fun story. Mm-hmm. It's stupid, it's over the top, it's very fun. But when you're reading it, not knowing if it counts, and like, if this is where we're going with Joker, this is maybe beyond my limit here. Yeah. I do not understand how we've gotten from point A to point B. I, I, I Sometimes the internet is a terrible place and, you know, people, you know, uh, making something out of nothing. But I, I understood it this time. I'm like, I had to do homework to figure out what's going on. Totally yeah. understand the reaction. You guys got to do your homework as well, but I totally understand why we're reacting this way. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think the pr- one of the problems with DC in terms of the Joker 
is they use them way too much. Like, Joker shouldn't have his own series right now. Like, I, I understand, what? you know, they've done it in the past, but it's, uh, you know, unfortunately, it's the Joker is something that they can market, it can sell. Um, I just, Joker is better when you save him for, you know, these you know bigger stories. And I just think that DC just oversaturates with the Joker. And then when they do something like when they had the three Jokers, like that storyline, I want to say from 2019, like that that uh, Black Label series, that that was excellent. I thought I you know I liked that idea of there yeah. being three Jokers, but it just kind of came and went, and no, but you know, aside from us, you know, comic guys, no one really took any notice. And I mean, it should have been a bigger story than what it was, uh, but because the Jokers, like every other storyline you know it's just too much well joker's becoming people you know writers or actors at this point now it's like oh i wanted i want my take on Macbeth, my take on hamlet or king lear or whatever and joker's getting to be like that yep oh i'm I'm a serious method actor and i need to do my take on joker oh i'm getting to write batman i need to do my take on joker but then he doesn't get time to, to go away and breathe and, and be missed. And then, oh, my God, Joker's back. I have to see this story because it's so rare, and now it matters. But, no, Joker's around all the time, so it loses the significance of it. Yep. Yeah, the, one of the few things I think they did right when they did the New 52 is they had the Joker, like, in, you know, when they relaunched Detective Comics, um you know, number one, he was in the first issue, you know, he gets his face cut off, but you know, some, you know, I can't remember. I, I don't think he did it himself, but say someone did it for him and then he was gone. Like we didn't see him until I want to say like 2013. Like it was almost like two years when he came back for death of the family. Um, and, and then it was significant. I was like, Oh, the Joker's back. And, and it, it was scary. And it, and it was, you know, I, I think the last really iconic Joker story, you know, when he's wearing, like, his face of, like, a mask and, and, and you know, it, 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 was, it was pretty frightening. But now, like, yeah, he's used so much that, meh, you know. He's kind of like Wolverine, like, back in the 90s, like, when Wolverine was, like, in every comic book, you know. Just to, you know, because people were buying, you know, if Wolverine shows up and Sleepwalker, you know, the sales for Sleepwalker are going to go up. Yeah. I kind of feel like that's the Joker at this point. But, anywho, um, so the last bit of news that I have, I, I don't know if you guys have any other news, is have you guys seen the Ant Man 3 trailer? Uh, the new one that just came out, I think, yesterday? <clears throat> Not yet, no. Oh, I need to. It looks good. I, you know, I I thought the 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 previous trailer looked good, uh, but this one's got me pretty hyped up. I'm 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 you know fingers crossed. I'm hoping this this is going to be a uh, a good one to to launch phase five of the MCU. I think Wakanda five. Forever was the end of four, right? Yep, and then this is phase five. So, yeah, but so I but I heard a, a 
just real quick, I heard an unfortunate theory, and I hope this isn't true. Well, the rumor is that uh, Ant-Man's going to die in this movie. I hope not. I look, I, you know, like I realize, um, uh, why am I blanking on his name? Um, Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd. Like I realize he can't play this character forever, but I love Paul Rudd. I don't want to see, I don't want to see anything bad happen to Ant-Man, but he's going up against Kang. So, and Kang looks amazing in this trailer. Um, you know, I, I had my doubts about, you know, about what they were going to do with Kang, but I, my doubts, uh, have been alleviated, uh, cause I, he looks amazing in this trailer. Uh, but Kev, what are your thoughts on, on the trailer? All right. Um, I had, I had not heard that rumor. It wouldn't shock me, but also I don't think death is a thing for Marvel right now, considering where we think the end point is for secret wars. That is true. Um, one, when we got Secret Invasion at some point this spring, which could change a lot of stuff, much like it did in the comics. But if we get to Secret Wars, like anyone's fair game to come back, any version, any time, any anything. Mm-hmm. And and then depending on, because I kind of think there's going to be a reset after that too. Yeah, people can stick around. And also, it's Paul Rudd. There's a picture in the attic of him getting older. As long as that picture's there, he's fine. <laughs> yep. You know, he can stick around. But um, the the thing that really got me for the trailer, and no spoilers here for Lillian, but just the thing that really got me is, you know, we've all had major projects, whether at work or at home, mm-hmm. and there's that, there's that line of 90% of it is prep getting everything organized, getting everything situated, moving the furniture out of the room and putting the drop cloth down and all that stuff so you can paint. And then painting takes no time at all in comparison. It's doing all the prep work. The prep work is done for this next phase of Marvel. We've been introduced to all the major characters. They got their own movies. They got their own TV show. We've spent hours getting all these new pieces on the board. Now it's phase five starting. Let's go. We know who Ant-Man is. We got Wasp. We got Kang. We got the, you know, microverse, quantum verse, whatever here. We got all these pieces. We know where we're going in three years here. We can start running now. And yep. that, I, I think, I think this third Ant-Man is now we can start running. Let's go. All the prep work's done. Time to have fun. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. I, I, you know, it's, you know, it, it looks great. I, I'm, I'm very hopeful that this will be a good movie. And it's only a, a, a little over a month away, so it's not that far. No. Um, all right, well, that's all the news I got. Uh, Kevin and Lillian, did you guys have anything you wanted to throw out there? Um, I know that, like, movie-wise, we've got one heck of a year for 2023. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, but... This, I didn't have it, like, you know, they say I didn't have it on my bingo card. Like, I didn't have this as the year of so many sequels for, like, horror movies. Like, we've got Shazam 2 coming out, and we've got Scream 6, and Creed 3, and, like, all of these things that Magic Mike's Last Dance, all of this. I feel as if they're just 
throw John Wick four. Oh yeah, yeah. All of this, like it's just insane. Like ah, it is th- another Fast and the Furious movie comes out this year. <laughs> like we have another Spider Man cartoon coming out this year. Another Transformers movie. Indiana another Jones. Indiana Jones. Yep. Yep. Another Mission Impossible. Like this is the year of sequels. We've got another Marvel movie. Blue Beetle. Yeah, Blue, like, Blue it's Beetle. Just, yeah. I'm kind of interested to see that one because uh, the actor who's playing Blue Beetle is from Cobra Kai. Um, yes. Also, um, those of us who have not watched Dune need to because Dune Part 2 comes out this year. Yes. That that one I'm looking forward to because I really enjoyed the first Dune yeah. like from uh, Denis Villeneuve. Um, At I know that you guys have talked about it on the show, how much you love it. Um, and so it's on my list of must watch before August. I'm very interested to see Christopher Walken though. in as, uh, so yeah, as Emperor Shaddam, the fourth, um, in Dune two. That's I, another sequel. And uh, another Aquaman movie coming out. <laughs> yes. Yep. Good Lord. Also, one of the ones is so when I was sick, uh, like I said, we binged watch the Hunger Games and they have another Hunger Games movie coming out as well. Oh, yeah. Right. Uh, It's a prequel, right? I think it's a prequel. And yeah. And of course, the new Wonka movie. So I just went through a list of all the ones I'm like cautiously excited but nervous about but when i yeah. saw all of that and all uh, there's a new dan's actually pretty intrigued in the movie megan the horror movie coming out about the ai doll oh, you know it's yeah. a typical ai yeah <laughs> wants to protect the child but what it perceives as a threat yep oh yeah no it's, oh uh, oh go ahead Lauren. and i don't know if you guys because i don't um D had a really big upset this week when it was released that Wizards of the Coast is looking at cracking down on copyright, not copyright, but they're basically their ability to, it's really hard to explain actually one second. I to see, um, but they're, they're able to take your content essentially, or your people who stream or make money off of Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. There's just not allowed to, they'll get in trouble yeah they're coming after you well that's kind of like what uh what cbs did with star trek like with all the fan films and stuff yeah yeah oh uh, okay that's gonna depend on what they're how they're doing it you mentioned the fan films i'll give that like you you are taking someone's ip to make something similar to what they are trying to make in mm-hmm. a way yeah. and in theory, taking money away. Like I, I can see it, but depending on what they mean by cracking down D and D, um, one of my friends does a podcast where they record their campaign. Yeah. And it, I love it. He puts a little like uh, background music underlay and that's it for editing. And then I'm just listening to their adventure. Like I'm in the room while they're playing and I absolutely love it. That's not taking a penny away from D&D. If anything, it's making me want to spend money on their stuff. Yeah. Well, um, I had shared on Twitter a clip, and it had like a little part of what was released. So it says, 
other products like we w- can't and won't cancel products out of fear that they'd be viewed as similar to licensed works therefore a nothing prohibits us from developing distributing selling or promoting something that is substantially similar to a licensed work and b you own the new and original content you create you agree to give us a non-exclusive, perpetual, irrevocable, worldwide, sub-licensable, royalty-free license to use that content for any purpose. Hmm. Huh. That's big lawyer speak for, I can take your stuff. <clears throat> yeah. And and are they doing this because there's a movie coming out this year? Is that what what's going on? I don't know. I haven't, there's so much I've seen online like for why they're doing it, or is it for stuff like when you have critical role or people who are starting to make more money off of Dungeons and Dragons, it's becoming very profitable with streaming with anything, mm-hmm. <clears throat> but it's because D and D is now like the number one RPG in the world. Hmm. Now I, I could see the critical role factor. Hey, you guys are making more money off of our product than we're making off of our product here. Mm-hmm. Like that I could see, but Which... it's also, kind of like uh, it's too late guys like you you let the you let the horse get out like five years ago yeah well and um matt mercer who is the dm for critical role he had liked a tweet that said um but someone at cam banks this lovely bean had written that hot take D is the number one ttr like tabletop rpg in the world because of the open game license and the community of designers and players it has not because it's the best game yeah, I think they're going like, to have to backtrack this one. Yep. It's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. Like, that is a huge thing. Well, I... And I almost wonder, because, like, yeah, with the, with this movie coming out, like... Like, Paramount... Or CBS really started cracking down on the fan films and all that kind of stuff when... Star Trek Discovery came out, like when they were launching yeah. their new show. And to be honest with you, some of the fan stuff is better than what they're doing with their own IP. And it's to me, it was almost like they, you know, maybe they're worried that, um, you know, these shows were gonna, you know, these fans uh, things were gonna show them up. Because, like, to be honest with you, like, uh, there's a YouTube series, Star Trek Continues, you know, which is a awesome like love letter to the original series um and it, and it was fantastic and they got shut down early uh because of these changes that that you know like those 12 episodes or 11 episodes that they did uh are better than anything that they're, they're doing right now with star trek and it's yeah it just sucks that uh you know that uh, these big companies have to do this sort of thing yeah, well, I had uh, years and years ago. I had the this uh, I'll say tangential connection to some people, um, but they were in L.A. filming uh, a Batgirl short that they were going to just throw up on YouTube, mm-hmm. and it pretty much like networking in practice. Yep. So we're going to do this Batgirl thing. So we need stunt people. We need people to film it. We need costumes. We need this. We need that. And it was kind of like a thing that they were all getting together to do as a hobby yep. in a way and to get more practice and, and to work with some people off the books, not making a profit off of it. We know it's a licensed character. We are just putting this together for fun. 
but because of the level of it, they got a C and D, and it was pretty much like you can put up what you have right now, but you're done. Yep. You know, and I think the only reason they got that is because they weren't making money off of it. Yeah. Or else it would have been worse. And you, you know, with these big companies, instead of you know working against these these creators and stuff, why not work with them? Um, There's some of them that do. Some of them do an amazing job of sharing their fan art and encouraging cosplayers and content. You know. Yeah, like um, there there was a guy who did um, this cut. It's still on YouTube. You can still watch it. Uh, where like he re did and reworked the Obi-Wan versus Vader fight on the Death Star. Mm-hmm. And it's awesome. Like, it, it's so good. Um, because that, like, honestly, that's one of the lamest parts about the original Star Wars, you know, Episode Four was that fight. Because, you know, Alec Guinness, even though, you know, he wasn't super old, he did seem like he was super old, and they hadn't had the, you know, they didn't have the choreography down... You know, they didn't really know how Jedi were going to, you know, be badass and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, this guy that made this film where he reworked, you know, some of the footage and and used CGI and stuff. Like, they should put that in the movie. Like, that, you know, like, like if you're going to do all of these, you know, they don't do it as much anymore. But when George Lucas was doing all these, you know, special edition and, you know, he's adding this scene, adding that scene and... He's got Ewoks blinking. He's got Hayden Christensen showing up at the end of Return of the Jedi. Why not insert this in the A New Hope? You know, like it would it would just make it so much better. Um, but anyway, I digress. Uh, it reminds me of see whenever I get obsessed with something new because ADHD brains, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I love fan fiction for that. If they're mm-hmm. like, "Oh man, this sucks," they go and write it better. Yep. Um, and fan fiction normally gets left alone unless you try selling it, and then it gets a little ugly. Um, but essentially, it's 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 a free. Nobody talks about it. Yeah. If you make a quick film and it's better than something, or if you want to improve on it, I think that's a great homage. Yep. Leave it alone. They yep. need to just not touch it. Yep. Unless you're like okay. So when those people did their own version of oh god what was it they did they did a musical they wrote something into a musical Bridgerton they did Bridgerton the musical and it was mm-hmm. like oh cute this is cool and then they ended up renting a theater and selling tickets and that was after they'd been given like a contract saying hey we're totally cool with you doing this but um, this is our content so you need to we need yeah. to be paid. Yeah. And they got the contract and ignored it and went and put on a musical and then got sued. Yeah. <laughs> like that's a big it's one thing to do a TikTok musical and another to go and rent a theater and a cast. Yeah. Like be smart, but I I don't think any I, I don't know. I think that if we start feels as if it's going to be like if one thing if like Wizards ends up policing D&D, it'll be like the opening to Chaos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but any. Well, um, oh, sorry, Kev, go ahead. King, no, sorry. Uh, 
Stephen King has a thing. If you are a independent student filmmaker, you can film any of his works. He will let you. Yep. But as soon as you start making money off of it, it's a different deal. Yep. But and that's just, just it. Yeah. And so that's uh, and I'm that makes sense. What, what, I'm more than willing to put my content out there to help people out. But as soon as you start making money off of my content, then we got to have a talk. Well, to be honest, like, I mean, that's essentially what CBS was doing, too. Um, but the reason why they clamped down was because there was a fan production that did a GoFundMe or whatever. And didn't actually use Kickstarter. the money. Yeah, Kickstarter. Didn't actually use the We're money. We're talking about Axanar, aren't we? Yeah, I wasn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and instead of using this money to go towards the production like they were supposed to, they used it to to go to conventions and tour around and, and do Which different things. Which is funny because that's where I met the creators of them at a convention. We were there. We were at Vulcan. And, and... I, I, I totally missed them because I left that sun. They, they, they were the surprise guest on the Sunday, and I left like that morning. Ah, I, you missed I, the, it was one of the most awkward hilarious connections ever. Yeah. Because that was my first ever Vulcan because Tony Todd was there. Yep. And I remember I was helping in the photo lounge and Tony Todd was bored because there was no one there. So he just went laid on the pool table. And I remember taking a photo being like, I'm just chilling in a room with Tony Todd who's <laughs> on a pool table <laughs> taking a nap. Yeah. Yeah, he was re- he was really nice. I really liked Tony Todd. Actually, they were all he great. He gave me the biggest hug. Yeah. I was like, "Am I allowed to hug you?" Yeah, well, my my photo op with him, it um, you know that scene, oh, what movie is that? I th- I think it's Predator where where Arnold goes up and and he grabs what's his name's arm and they mm-hmm. they do like a handshake flexing type of thing that was kind of like what yep. tony todd and i did like and and they took a picture of that and i'm like nope they're like well you know if you wanted another picture i'm like no i want that one that, that that's an awesome picture um but yeah super nice guy super friendly um all right did you guys have anything else for news before i move on I, i'm i'm trying to figure out if. Ooh, W! Wasn't there some big WWE <laughs> news today? Yup, yup. Oh, sorry. So no, no, because all right. So Vince McMahon came back uh, Friday last week. Okay, yeah. Um. So he got three members of the board to leave, which allowed him and two people that he wanted to come back on the board. And Vince McMahon's thought is, hey, our our rights and our deals are currently up or will be up this year, so we're entering negotiations for it. The mm-hmm. big rumor is it's going to be to sell WWE. And I, as the long-term CEO of the company, should be back for this selling process. Yeah. Okay. I see logic here. But you didn't, like retire or decide to take time off like you had all this stuff being exposed about you yep 
that was damaging your company, which you now are going to come back to sell. Okay, odd. This seems just like stroking your own ego here. Yeah. But, you know, whatever. It's not my company or anything. I can understand wanting the person that was in charge for the majority of time of the company to be there to sell it. Okay, fine. Today, out of nowhere, his daughter, who was acting CEO until he came back, resigned effective immediately. Now, previous to Vince taking time off, going away last year, she had stepped down. She's like, I've been doing this for years. I want to spend more time with my kids. Mm-hmm. Her husband, Triple H, had just had a major heart attack and almost died. And she's like, I'm going home for a while. Yeah. Vince stepped down and all of a sudden she's like, well, I guess I'm in charge now because that's kind of what I was being groomed for anyways. And my husband, who's finally recovering from this heart attack, is now in charge of writing for all of our shows as well. Yep. And being in charge of talent and everything. So we went from taking time off to now being in charge of this billion dollar thing. So with her with her dad being back, her stepping down, maybe. Maybe she's like, listen, about a year ago I was gonna walk away from it and then stuff changed and if we're back to where we were, I'm still gonna walk away. Totally possible. My thought is, I'm wondering if there's more to the selling the company that is can you know that they can publicly say here, because whether business wise or family wise. Mm-hmm. But if my dad had built a billion dollar company, and when he retires, I get to run it, and then out of nowhere he says, "Never mind, I'm taking it back, and I'm going to sell it to someone else." I have a reaction I'm going to give him. Yep. And the most polite reaction is going to be walking away. Say, hey, I thought I was, I thought my whole life here was me learning all this stuff. Yep. So I could take over for you one day. If, if I'm not taking over it, then what did I spend all that time in my life for, for you to just take it out from under me and give it to someone else. Now he might be saying, Hey, I'm taking it away because I'm going to sell it. And then you're set for the rest of your life. You, your husband, your kids, you're all set forever on the amount of money I'm going to make selling it. Possible too. I just feel like there's something really odd going on here. Um, list of companies that are big enough to buy it have been coming out. I know where I think it's going to go, but seeing uh, Saudi Arabia on the list, I'm like, well, that's not going to be good. I'm just looking at, I don't know if you guys saw all the controversy over Saudi Arabia deciding to start their own golf league. No, I didn't. It it was last year. Saudi decides, oh, we're going to have this golf. And it's outside of the official PGA golf circuit and PGA says, we got nothing to do with this. We don't want our players going to it. Be like any other professional sports thing. Someone randomly has another sports thing. You don't want your athletes going to it because they're obligated for your events. Well, Saudi Arabia is offering sick money to all these people because of course they are. Mm -hmm. And they say, screw it. I'm going to go do it. So then PGA said, you no longer work for us. Then you made your choice. You, you 
would rather have that one large payday than yeah. work for us for years. See you later. So I could see Saudi Arabia with all the other problems and issues and things that we know and don't know. Um, if they get WWE, then I could see a whole lot of nastiness happening. Um, WWE's like second or third show in Saudi Arabia. Apparently there was a money issue. And Vince McMahon and the Saudi family were arguing over money, and Vince and his family left on the personal jet and left all the wrestlers and staff behind. Yeah, I remember you saying that, yeah. Back on the runway, yeah. I remember that story. I remember being like, oh my goodness. Yeah, it's like, oh, well, glad to know where we rank in the company here. Thanks a lot. Oh, and you're in charge of You're going to sell it to someone? Now, the one that would make sense would be selling it to Peacock NBC. Your streaming service is already through Peacock. Mm-hmm. They had a long deal with NBC for certain things. Um, it's on the USA Network now for most of the shows, which is part of the whole NBC Universal package. Like, it would make sense to go there. You're already halfway in the door anyways. Um, but apparently, like, Disney's a big rumor for it right now, too. Huh. Um, which I I can't imagine that at all. Anything where someone could accidentally get split open and bleed buckets, because it can happen accidentally anytime. Now that we just incorporate, like, Disney fights, so we got Mulan versus, (laughs) like, could you imagine? Could you? Well, well. I mean, that would get me watching wrestling. That would, honestly. So it happened before in a way, though. Um, WCW, which was competition in the 80s and 90s, uh, was bought, was owned by Ted Turner. And then when Ted Turner had TNT and TBS and he's buying up all these media libraries, he decides that he wants some sort of cross promotion thing for it. So one of the things that they did is they decided to take, uh, what did it cost? A hundred thousand dollars, something crazy. They make this elaborate backdrop that looks like the Emerald City and have a wrestler come out called Oz. And he had a group with him that come out dressed as Dorothy and the Tin Man and Cowardly Lion, Scarecrow and all, and a wizard to take him to the ring as a cross-promotion with Wizard of Oz, which everyone already knows and doesn't need the cross-promotion for it at all. And the person who played the role of Oz is now known as, is better known as Kevin Nash. They have this giant. Okay, that's seven, amazing. Seven foot wrestler come out in emerald robes and a mask and everything as the great Oz. I need to go find this on YouTube. Oh, it's, it's so over the top. So over the top. There, the wizard comes out who was another wrestler. He's got like a trained monkey that he's carrying down with him. They have a whole setup. The gimmick only lasted like a couple of months. They go, oh, this this was a bad idea. <laughs> so yeah, I, I, I was talking to a friend today. I said, when Vince McMahon dies, do his kids, like, do stories come out about, like, do his kids say, oh, yeah, my dad was horrible and here's what happened. And, you know, he only cared about himself and all. And so my friend said, does your son have anything negative to say about his grandfather? Because that's kind of, you know, the, or, or would you be telling, would you be telling your son negative things about your dad? And I said, no, but I don't hate my dad. 
But there's a good chance with all this money and whatever else going on that Vince McMahon's kids might hate him <laughs> or have some sort of grudges against him. Yep. Yep, for sure. There'll be a lot of a lot of a lot of stuff being spilled when when old Vince is gone. Um, oh, so much is going to come out. Yeah. Uh, I, I just lost the news article, but I just seen that um, Kevin Costner, I think, won Best Actor for Yellowstone. The gold, uh, Golden, yep, yeah. uh, Kevin Costner. Bravo, dude! Golden Globe winner, Best Performance by an Actor in a Television Series Drama. So yeah, excellent. Um, so with that being said, uh, I'm going to use that as a segue to move on to our brain candy segment. Um, so this is the segment where we discuss TV shows, movies, uh, anything that we feed our brain is entertainment, and then we can uh, give it a pick or a pan uh, if we want. So speaking of Yellowstone, we just it, they just had the mid-season finale, which normally when a network does a mid-season finale, usually it comes back in like a month, but apparently the rest of the season isn't coming back till like July. Um, which to me is like, why don't you just say that that's the season finale? And You know, I, anyway, it, it's a, like a Sopranos thing. Like we're, you know, season six and season 6.5. It's like, no, that's just season six and season seven at this point. Like, you know, that's just too much time. But anyway... Uh, the current season of Yellowstone was really good. I'm really, really enjoying it, as always. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, it just sucks i got to wait till July to, to watch the rest of the season. But, uh, you know, the season so far has been, uh, been good as per usual. Um, and then over Christmas, the Christmas holidays... Uh, rather than watching, like, some of these shows that just came out, like, you know, watching the new season of, um, Jack Ryan, you know, there's, uh, the Charlie Cox Netflix series, I think it's called Treason, um, not to mention all the other shows that I haven't watched yet from last year. Instead of doing that, I decided to watch Star Trek Next Generation. Um, I decided to watch some of the episodes that I typically don't watch. Um, you know, the ones that, like, cause I've seen every episode of TNG, but, uh, when they re-released, you know, the HD versions, you know, initially 10 years ago or 11 years ago, um, I would buy the, buy the TV or the, the, the Blu-ray set. And then I would watch the episodes I like, and I never really went back and watched like the, the episodes that I, you know, didn't really, you know, haven't watched in years. Uh, so over Christmas, that's kind of what I was doing, was rewatching a lot of Next Generation, and yeah, it, you know, that's comfort food. You know, I just uh, I love the Next Generation. Um, my second favorite Star Trek series behind Deep Space Nine, and uh, yeah, I just I just wish like Deep Space Nine and Voyager would get the HD treatment. I know it costs a lot of money to do it the way they did it with TNG and with the original series. Um, but, you know, hopefully, fingers crossed, you know, we can get an HD treatment. And, yeah, definitely a pick. Star Trek Next Generation is great. First season, 
not so great. You know, second season, it was getting better. Third season, they really found, you know, their footing. They really became a great series. And then season seven, they kind of dropped the ball a little bit, in my opinion. Um, just because so much was going on at the time. Like, they just launched Deep Space Nine. They were preparing to launch Voyager. They were doing a Next Generation movie right after the seventh season. So everyone was busy. And, you know, unfortunately, season seven of TNG kind of suffered as a result. But still good. It was still good. Uh, and anything else that I've been watching, I'm saving for our Pop Culture Pub episode because some of them are are being nominated. So our next episode of Pop Culture Pub uh, is going to be our best of 2022. So some of the other shows that I've been watching, will I'll be mentioning then. So I, I don't really want to get into it too much right now. Uh, Lillian, uh, what do you got this week for Brain Candy? All right, so... Um, I just got to quickly jump into Netflix to grab the name of it. Um, we watched uh, The Glass Onion on Netflix um, a little bit ago. Nice. Was it good? And, you know, um, yes. It was, it was uh, honestly, um, Daniel Craig was amazing he was obviously he was he was he was obviously just having he must have had so much fun making this there's a couple of parts where you're watching them and you just really am like just please slap edward norton's smug face yeah it was fun it was just so much fun and i mean you don't even have to watch the first one to watch this one which is why i think um when it was created they didn't want to add the whole knives out mystery on the end he wanted to just leave it as the glass onion yeah um but definitely a pick, definitely a fun little mystery. Um, I was watching, there's a new Netflix show called Kaleidoscope, where depending on your login, there's different episodes that go coincide with colors. And say, for us, it started on Violet. For uh, My coworkers were watching it at work today while they were playing with vines, hundreds of vines. And so their first episode was green, so it gives you them out of different orders. Hmm. And it shows you, like, our episode was 25 years before the heist. The next episode we got was five days before, or four days before the heist. And so it really, it's an interesting way to do it. Um, I think I was reading on Reddit, and they were like, I would, they had a set, like, most people voted and agreed there was a specific order that made it more interesting. Mm-hmm. But that was an, that was a strange thing. So I, I'm kind of a, that's a lukewarm for me when it comes to um, that show. I wasn't sure if I liked it. I'm still not sure if I like it. Great acting, just not sure how I feel. Um, there's a new movie that just came out on Netflix the, um, called The Pale Blue Eye. I love Edgar Allan Poe. I love Edgar Allan Poe. And so when I saw this pop up, I immediately. I was at work. It was quiet. Of course, I watched it. And it stars Christian Bale. And what trips me up was that one of the main characters who plays Edgar Allan Poe also plays Harry Potter's annoying cousin. <laughs> so oh. he's just like, it's a Dursley. <laughs> I messaged my son on, on Discord being like, this is really distracting because he has the most Southern accent, which is very different from yes. being a Dursley. But um, it's a fun, awesome mystery. Absolutely go watch it. It's great. Uh, Christian Bale's fantastic. We already knew that. 
Um, and I think, oh, we watched, uh, we did a lot of Netflix over the holidays. Um, there was a new one called The Recruit, um, which was a CIA, a young 24-year-old CIA lawyer who his first week on the job and he gets pranked by his co-workers and gets his fingernails ripped out. Um, I'm pretty sure in every episode he loses a suit. Uh, but it was, it was fun. It was, it was really, really fun because he's a CIA lawyer. He is not a CIA agent. And yet he gets thrown into all these situations where he's just like, what am I doing? Mm. This is, and so it's, it's really fun. Definitely, definitely something to enjoy if you just need something on in the background. Um, and I think other than that, that's pretty much been me. Excellent. Have I read any books lately? No. Just we've been sick, so it's a lot of Netflix. So yep. those were the the fun little highlights. Well, that's good. Um, yeah, I'm so behind on my reading as well. I got I'm literally looking at a stack of books that I gotta get re, get on. Um, Kevin, what do you got this week for brain candy? All right. Well, to go back um, to you talking about the the breaks for seasons, mm-hmm. um, I can't remember if I discussed it on this show before or not. So there's a reason why all these shows are doing like part one and part two of a season. When you get contracted for a show, mm-hmm. season one you're paid X amount. Season two yeah. you're paid a higher amount as a writer, as a actor, whatever. Season three you're even higher amount. However, if it's considered season one, part one, part two, season two, part one, part two, you get your season rate still for that part two, even though, yes, to everyone else, it looks like that should be a second season. But for the companies, it's so they can pay the lower rate than if they did call it a new season. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just shady, shady bookkeeping. Yeah. Makes sense, I guess. Yeah. yeah, I I get it, but you know we all yeah. know it's shady. Oh yeah. Um. So I uh, have I'm starting a comic series. Uh, thanks to friends podcast, and they have their schedule up. So throughout all of 2023, for my first time ever, I know I'm slacking. I am finally reading Sandman. Oh, nice. So they're going to average two issues a week. Sometimes there'll be one issue if it's a big one. Sometimes there'll be three, you know. Uh, But they're doing all the Sandman graphic novels, the death graphic novels, a couple of the things that are, you know, one-offs. Like, I guess there was a Vertigo collection that has a short Sandman story in it. But throughout all of 2023, each week there's a new assignment to, you know, read this far, and then we'll discuss it on the episode. So tonight was the first time in my life I read issues three and four Sandman and I was just going nuts. And I know we're not even there yet for when the series gets, you know, iconic. Mm-hmm. Um, but even even where I'm right now, I'm like, oh, my God, this is amazing. And I, I've told friends that I'm reading it and they all said read it first and then watch the Netflix show because I haven't done the Netflix show yet. Um, which is how this got started when the host watched the Netflix show. They're both saying, oh, I really want to reread it. 
So that's why they're doing it now. And they've reread it so many times that I feel like when I listen to the podcast, I have a guide for this mm-hmm. now. So I, I can understand what's happening a little better. Um, but I'm already like, God, I can see myself. I can see myself getting to the end of this and then rereading it immediately. Now that I know the story and, and finding things I missed the first time around. Um, my kid has decided his epic plan for the year. So we we finished Young Justice right before the end of the year. And God, that show's so good. Even the, the last season, Phantoms, which was uh, on HBO Max, is just so good. And the stuff that they're teaching kids for just, you know, speaking directly to their audience and, and things that they're going to go through and experience and all that we in it mm-hmm. it's amazing just so good and i'm so happy we watched this and i was able to experience it with him and and every day is like there's gotta be season five have they announced the season five there's really gotta be season five but that show was just I, I i'll keep saying it forever like it's up there with batman animated for like the best animated show i've ever seen in my life Loved it so much. So in in the departure from that, from four seasons of this amazing show, he has decided that our next project is to watch every episode of Pokemon. I don't think he really understands how much that is. Mm -hmm. Considering that I watched the first episode, like, when I was 17. That's, That's old. I am old. That is old. There are 1,200 episodes. Yes. And 25 movies. So we're only doing like two or three at a time. And I'm like, this is going to take a long time, buddy. I hope you realize. So season one and season two are on Netflix right now. And plus there's a Pokemon app on the Roku that has like a few different seasons of the show. Season one's 52 episodes. Season two is like 40, give or take. I honestly, if we get through those two in 2023, I'd be impressed. And that's about as far as I think we're gonna. I I really think that he doesn't realize how big a project this is going to be. And he's going to want to do something else. Yeah. Oh. I, but I like, it's fun. I'm mm-hmm. enjoying it. Like I, I love playing Pokemon Go with him. You know, I go out on my own. I'm like, oh, there's a special Pokemon out today. I need to go walk around for an hour so I can get it. I need to get enough for him, too. But, like, I really enjoy doing it, and I like the world, and I like the, the, we'll watch certain YouTubers play it, and, you know, how they've altered and changed the game and come up with different other competitions. I'm like, this is just fun, and it's clean and wholesome, and I don't have to worry about anything here. There's not going to be a single thing that I'll be like, oh, geez, that's inappropriate. Yeah. Or or, or whatever. Like, it's, you know, he, he, I only got so much time while he's still a kid, and mm-hmm. this is still a kid thing that we can do together. So I'm loving it. And I'll probably always care about Pokemon now because it was such a big part of him for a while. Yeah. You know, like, does my... Do my mom or dad really care about superheroes? No. Do they see, you know, me as a young kid with some of this stuff, though? Yes. You know, so I, I get it. Mm-hmm. 
but there's not a chance, and it would take us years to watch all those episodes. Oh, yeah. Well, you can get a start on it anyway. Like, you know. Yeah. Yeah, but I feel like it'd be a full-time job to try to get through those in a reasonable amount of time. Like, oh, I got to put my eight hours watching Pokemon today. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but he, like, he's, it's on my recent list. He's exposed me to this YouTube channel. I can't remember the name of it. Two guys that have their own separate YouTube channels, and they just get together a couple times a year to play Pokemon against each other. But every round has a different uh, thing that's the gimmick for the episode. So one is, um, we're going A to Z. You have to catch the first Pokemon you find with the letter A, and then the first one with the letter B and C and so on. And so they'll, they're, they're each playing at home, and they're, so they're experiencing different ones. And it's like, okay, I have one that starts with the letter A. I have one. All right, which one weighs more? And that's the winner of the round. And they'll keep going through all the letters. So I'm like, okay, that's a different way to play and just be silly with it and all. And, you know, just something that the two of them have probably played dozens of times before, but to freshen it up. Mm-hmm. And, and then it, my kid's brain's going in different directions for it, too. It's like, well, what if we did this? What if we did that? What if we, I'm like, you, you have a YouTube channel. You can film this, too. <laughs> <laughs> I have no problem if you want to do this as well, buddy. But just, you know, they're they're so... Chris mentioned about being a grandpa earlier and all. Mm-hmm. I know I have limited time, and I just want to enjoy these stupid things with him. You know, as much as I can for it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know... And that... Yeah, like, you know, like with my kids... Um, I miss going to the park and, uh, pretending like the equip, like, you know, like they have that big piece of equipment in most parks and we, you know, we would pretend it's a pirate ship Yeah, and, and, you know, and they had the big wheel and that'd be the wheel for the pirate ship. And, and if you touch the, you know, the, the sand that was hot lava and, you know, it was goofy, but I had so much fun playing with the kids. Um, but now no one wants to play pirate chips with me. You know, it sucks. Well, until that grandkid gets a little older. Yeah. And then eventually she'll be like, Grandpa, I'm too old for pirate chips. Yeah. And I'm like, well, yeah, but I'm a grandpa and I still like playing pirate chips. But Now, now as long as you remember, though, that your body can't climb the pilot pirate ship like it used to be able to. Yep. I took it's uh, it's torn down now. They built a new one, but I got one chance to take my kid to my childhood playground. Yep. Before it got redone, and it's a beautiful one now, but like mm-hmm. it, you know, it had to it had to be redone. And I'm trying to climb over and around things like I used to. Yeah. And, and I I had to stop. I go, I'm going to be testing the limits of my insurance if I keep going on this. Yep. This is not going to go well for any of us here. It's going to be me getting hurt and no one knowing what to do. <laughs> yep. Yep. But, uh, excellent. Um, that's all you had, Kev? Well, I, 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 I know a future episode that we're doing, and I've been 
going through a ton of comics lately, but I, I think I'll wait for that one. All right. Um, okay, well, as I uh, mentioned, our next episode of the Pop Culture Pub Podcast, we are going to be talking about the best of 2022. So some of the categories that we will be covering on that episode are best TV series, best new TV series, best movie, best actress, best actor, best moment in, in pop culture. And, you know, we'll give some honorable mentions, of course, which, you know, some of my brain candy is going to be on there. And then I'm going to ask uh, my my uh, co-podcasters uh, if they have any geek resolutions for 2023. Because we did do geek resolutions last year. Um, but we found when we did when we did a recap there that, you know, we didn't really do a lot. <laughs> we, we kind of fell off the wagon. Um <laughs> But, you know, it, it's a good thing to do, you know, uh, you know, what's your, you know, your geek resolution. So, uh, we'll end the episode with, uh, with some geek resolutions. So that's coming up. Um, all right. Well, I think we can call this an episode, but before we go, let's play that little game of where we can find you on the internet and Lillian, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter at Talking Squirrel without an A, so it's Talking Squirrel. Um, come say hello. Excellent. Uh, Kev, where can we find you, good sir? You can find my social medias, my website, my whatever else I do online, depending on the day, are all at Masked Library. Excellent. Um, yeah, I haven't done a lot of blogging. But I have a blog, uh, randomnerdness.blogspot.com. Um, and we have a group on Facebook, the Pop Culture Pub Podcast Network. So if you're on Facebook, you know, ask to join. I'll, I'll add you on. I try and post several times during the day. I'm just sharing, you know, pop culture pictures and news and all that kind of stuff there. Uh, so it's, it's really a companion piece to uh, this podcast. And, uh, yeah, like I said, uh, Trek 1701 is a Star Trek podcast. There is episodes on this feed, uh, so if you want to go give that a listen, uh, in preparation for when we eventually do record uh, a new episode, uh, like I said, we got episodes right here at the Pop Culture Pub Podcast Network, uh, so wherever you're getting your podcasts, there's Trek 1701 episodes available there. Um, all right. Well, on behalf of myself, Chris Lockhart, my co-hosts, uh, Lillian Knelson and Kevin Decent, I want to thank you, dear listener, for taking the time to listen to Geek Follow Reloaded. This was our first episode of 2023, and we thank you for listening, and we will see you again in the not-too-distant future. <laughs>